and welcome to The Rebuild. My name is Peter Moses, and joining me, as always, is Dr. Gates Merriman. Gator, how are you? Man, as always, as in as every four or five months or so. That's right. You know, what are we supposed to do? We're... Uh, not podcast is what we do. Yeah. We podcast and then we don't. Well, we get paid either way. $40,000 per episode, everybody. <laughs> That's right. That's the blue wire way, baby. Show me them bucks. <laughs> um, we're back. A lot of shit has happened since we've been gone. And you've obviously been listening to a lot of Jordan Zerm, some Henry Ettinger. Review this fucking podcast. Five star it. Next time I'm on four months from now, we'll go back and read all the reviews because that's our job here. Um, but since we've last talked, the Browns fucking destroyed the Steelers and are now um, just constantly giving them a swirly like in the high school bathroom. And uh, that felt fucking nice. And we almost beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, we have an entirely new defense I think like nine out of 11 players on the defense. I heard that or maybe misheard it today, but I'm going to stick with it. Nine out of 11 new players on defense. Starters. I want to start with a more That's kind fine. Of larger yeah. larger point. I feel like... That we beat the Steelers in the playoffs and like demolish I mean, them? Yeah, fuck them. We destroyed them. When we I'm speak- feeling sad, I'll just watch the first quarter. Just like the highlights of the game through the first quarter. And it, it it's incredible. So I, at the time, was um, picking up my life and moving cross-country at the beginning of the year. Running from the law. Running from the law. um, I had been doing too much podcasting, and the popo were after me. (laughs) And uh, we were packing up my L.A. apartment and, you know, in the midst of packing. And I was just like, wife, I have got to watch this football game. I know we are, like, have got to pack, but I have to watch it. Um and there was not, it was like, I've never packed more efficiently. And then I got so hyped. Gates, you'll remember this. I do. I like was so fucking hyped. I freaked out and had to like jump on the Peloton during the second quarter. Yeah. Because I didn't know what to do with myself. So folks, I, I, I think during the second quarter FaceTimed, uh, my lovely co-host Peter here and he opens it up and he's on the Peloton going like, I don't know, like. 150 rpms it was it was oh easy i've never seen anyone go that quickly on the peloton including the professionals who uh who <laughs> Take are that, paid to do it yeah it was pretty incredible and what a sight to see i don't think you were wearing a shirt or maybe a tank top your hair was blowing in the wind i was right i was wearing a tank top from your uh carlos bayerga softball event oh yeah the, the nearly the nearly annual carlos bayerga <laughs> we do that about as often as we podcast uh, but next time we do say, it, that's podcast is nearly annual, <laughs> folks. This is a softball. I would call it a tournament, but it's just a game, and it's barely a game. But it's a softball game that I hold at my parents' house. Um, <laughs> back in the early 2010s, you're all invited. Next time we, if you, if you're a listener to the rebuild, you can come next time. It's great. We make we make tank tops. Um, it was it was beautiful, and I'm with you. That to me goes in the pantheon of like Game Seven against the Warriors, yeah. where like. If you're feeling down, or like the just, Jason Giambi home run from uh, like 2013, mm. I'll turn that on for the Hamilton call. Those are those are kind of my my Cleveland sports YouTube memories that just get me go tos. Yeah. <laughs> What's your uh, <laughs> if I ever want to uh, 
get in a really bad mood, I just turn on a YouTube clip of uh, Hammy calling Jake Bowers doing anything. <laughs> He's not good, right? Jake Bowers, not so good? Uh, not good. Someone I was talking to the other day uh, was like, hey, I, got, I can't talk right now. Um, I my, my refrigerator just broke. And I said, oh, well, you should just have Jake Bowers send you his baseball bat and put it in the fridge because literally there's not a colder fucking thing on earth. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I have not watched enough uh, Cleveland Indians. Okay, enough about Cleveland baseball. Yep. Don't know where we were going with that. I'm sorry. The not a baseball podcast. Barely a not football a baseball podcast. podcast. Barely a podcast, really. Yeah. Honestly, this is just how Gates and I check in on each other. Yeah. Um, and honestly, if we're checking in right now, okay, this is the point I wanted to make. Every year we've been doing this podcast, whether it's the rebuild uh, with, with Zerm or uh, what was formerly the Browned Out podcast, we would basically hype ourselves up starting in March to believe that, like, we could win the Super Bowl. It was, yeah, it was like a, it was a thought experiment in how many things we could convince ourselves would break right <laughs> so that we could be a, a competitive football team. And, like, like how we really HG... stretched it out. <laughs> how much HGH would Cody Kessler have to take to make us a competitive football team? Like, <laughs> I guarantee you at some point I was like, Cody Kessler, he's accurate. And accuracy is what wins football games. And you put them together with a mastermind like Hugh Jackson, and there's no telling what could happen. These are I, I would be horrified to go back and listen to those, those episodes. Hopefully they're off. The point being, like... If this is actually what it feels like to have those feelings legitimately, we have like we have not been smoking the right stuff, Gates. This is this is the good shit no, right this here. Is, this, this is way is... better. Though I'll tell you, it does make uh, it makes the off season a little bit just. I mean, I guess we've always wanted to get to the regular season, but at this point, normally we'd be just like it'd be nonstop draft talk, right? Quick, what what number do we draft at? I don't know. Twenty six. Oh, okay. Twenty six. Better fan than and... I. Am. Right. But, like, does it matter? Like, we, watching these... Okay, here are the free agent signings. We all know, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, like, you fucking know. Yeah, but we're not breaking the news here. Strong safety, John Johnson. Defensive end, Jadavion fucking Clowney. Jadavion Clowney. We, like, and give me Jadavion for $10 million for one year over J.J. Watt for, like, two or three years for 35 or whatever every single fucking time. Hundo B. Hundo B. And I mean, part of this goes back to my like age old ability to stretch my imagination a little bit. But I'm I'm choosing to look at the J.D. Avion Clowney as what he was when he was drafted. I know I'm not going to let things like his his recent performance get in the way of me being psyched. Also, according to Mary Kay, heard this on a podcast earlier today, midway through the season last year, 10 games in, he had two fewer pressures than Miles Garrett. And you remember how Miles Garrett was playing before he got COVID. So the dude's good. He just doesn't have the sack numbers. Who gives a fuck? He is also next to fucking Miles Garrett. Man. Like Sheldon, you know what? Sheldon Richardson was also excellent last year. Yeah. Like we like also going through our signings, re-signing Vincent Taylor, getting fucking uh What's his name? Malik Jackson, right? Am I, uh, yeah. yeah, Malik yeah. Jack Malik Jackson, who has been like was kind of in a shitty situation in Philly. We also re-signed Top Year Thomas. 
fucking Tack McKinley, who, like, the Browns organization has been, like, obsessed with, like, fucking in his DMs for years for some reason. Um, also, we got Troy Hill in the slot. Um, resigned Malcolm Smith, Elijah Lee, mm-hmm. uh, Anthony Walker Jr. Like, well, uh, you're forgetting a very important resigning today. Oh, Mr. Carlson, Mr. our man. Carlson. Put him He's on the back, hands baby. team. He'll catch it eventually. He's on the hands team because he didn't even make this list from Sport Track. So he's definitely on the hands team. Hey, um, hey, he Carlson and Clowney. The Where's winning, that t-shirt, the guys? The winning touchdown. Carlson and Clowney, a new era dons. Um, he got the winning touchdown pass in the game where Miles um, Garrett, a couple minutes later, tried to kill Mason Rudolph. Mr. Carlson did. I love Mr. Carlson. Well, yeah, we're and... being Mr. Carlson guys here. Um, so <laughs> here's my question. If you had to choose, who do you think you would Baker. survive? Okay. Well, Sorry. actually that would be a good answer, but it's not an option. Who do you think you would survive, like stay alive longer against if you had to fight them? Miles Garrett or Jadavian Clowney? <laughs> okay. So in this scenario, like it's like a mortal combat situation where like, I have to fight one of them. Someone has to, Okay. Yeah, you're going to enter the ring, and and the fight doesn't end until someone dies. Obviously, you're going to be the one who dies. <laughs> but this situation is giving me so much anxiety. A stopwatch begins. Who do you go longer against? So it's kind of like a... Uh, um... It's kind of like a Groundhog Day situation, or like a Tom Cruise in that like good movie with Emily Blunt. Where, like, Great movie, keep, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Live Die tomorrow, or, uh, something. Yeah, the Edge, Edge of, of tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, solid yeah. movie. Um, really good movie. So, um, okay, uh, maybe we should just pivot to that being a podcast about that. Honestly, film. that that movie, if you haven't watched that, that's like a sneaky, excellent, shockingly entertaining, and, yeah. and Tom Cruise is good in it. Emily Blunt. Fantastic. I saw that in theater. You, I remember seeing that in theaters, and I was just like, oh, fuck, this is excellent. It's happening. We're doing it. Shit. Yeah. yeah so okay. Um, the movie begins. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Interior <laughs> war. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. I'm going to go with Jadavion Clowney. I'm going to survive uh, longer in because my tactic in both of these situations is going to be run away as long as I can. And I think that both of them are like, freakishly fast yeah. like you know Jadavion Clowney hitting that Michigan running back by the way yeah it's just one of those moments in my life I'll always remember where I was as a Michigan um, fan I, or just because it was such a resonant sports moment I mean I think that both like just like how hard I've never seen someone hit that hard before I was um with uh my brother and sister and girlfriend at the time at the Wisconsin Stanford Rose Bowl pregame Oh wow! Okay, and we were in like a bar area outside by in Pasadena, in like outside the Rose Bowl, and there was a bunch of TVs on, and that game was on, and there was probably a thousand people kind of in this like bar tent area, yeah. and when he hit that dude, like everyone had the exact same sound come out of their body, like they had been hit by that by him. <laughs> it was just like a thousand people being like, oh. I mean, the helmet popping off like a, like a top, like it was pretty perfect. You know, when you're a kid and you, you get like a daisy from the yard or the like little uh, buttercups yes. and you pop them off. It was essentially that exact same motion except his helmet. Um, I wonder how that guy is doing. 
Do you think it's a, a net just... positive or a net negative in his life that he's that guy? Because at least he's famous for something. I'm assuming he didn't go on to have an NFL career. I would say if you played in the Michigan backfield in the last 10 years, he did not go on to have an NFL career. And also, um, <laughs> uh, like, yeah, why not? I'm the guy who got popped by Jadavion Clowney. That's cool. Like, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's fun. That's a thing to tell people. To answer your question, I just feel like Miles, like, Jadavion Clowney is a they are both like um freaks of nature. They yeah. are both godlike men. Yeah. And I just feel like Miles Garrett is slightly faster. So we're probably talking like milliseconds to maybe a second of survival. Like the time. difference between like two point four seconds and two point three and a half. I actually kind of think if if and this isn't a commentary on like uh, a propensity for violence for any of these guys. But I think if anyone on the team was assigned the role to, to kill you and we'll just keep it you, it's you yeah, Peter, being murdered by, um, I have a comment. Well, it's combat. So it's not murder. But um, if one of these guys was, I, I think Jarvis, murder. I think Jarvis would be the guy to do it. The fact he's just such a, he's just a, a fucking dog, man. The guy, the guy can do it. I actually think it might be Miles because I feel like as soon as Miles gets his hands on you, he's just gonna like Krav Maga you. Yeah, instantly. yeah, that's probably true. But he's he's kind of a gentle soul. He doesn't want to do it, but he's he's got to. Listen, it's Mortal Kombat. It's Mortal Kombat in the two one six. This has been the Cleveland Browns murder fight to the death podcast. <laughs> Hope you've enjoyed our analysis. Um. Anyway, so the free agent signings. Uh, tip of the hat to to Andrew Barry, young Andrew Barry, who's like maybe younger than we are, are probably our same age, much more accomplished, much more just handsome, and God, what an organization we're running right now! Oh hell yeah, we got him by a fucking year. He's thirty four. Oh, suck on that, Andrew Barry, old you, man. Yeah, you fucking old man loser. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're young and spry and uh, full of vim and vigor. Andrew, I'm Kevin Stefanski's 38 too. Um, listen, I mean, I he's in his 30s. He honestly looks a little older than his 30s. And I, you know, any listener to this show knows that I mean that like with the utmost respect. He's just such a yeah. dignified looking man. And it's also, you know, what it is? It's the salt and pepper beard. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's it's like that's hard work coming out in the beard right there is what it is. If handsome. he, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You don't want a Strong guy jaw. with a beard that is like his natural hair color because it means he's not putting in the work. Freddie Kitchen's beard is probably exactly the color it was when he was twenty. <laughs> probably lighter. You, you know, know what? what Freddie I mean? Kitchen like seems darker. like a, talk about a guy you could survive a long time against. You could survive <laughs> for decades with Freddie Kitchen's hunting you. Like... You would you you would be older than fucking Prince Philip. It would it would be. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> Freddie Kitchens would just die chasing you yeah, around the yeah. ring. Any, almost anyone would live a full life with Freddie Kitchens pursuing them to the death. And I gotta say, Freddie Kitchens seems like a nice guy. He was a really bad coach, but I cool fucking dude. Yeah, yeah. Like watch that video of him when he was with the Cardinals talking about when he uh, when his like aorta ripped open and he had to go to the hospital and was like sending his daughters. Um, helicopter pictures. He seems like a good guy, but God, what a bad football coach, head coach. And I feel like that's the general consensus with him. It's like, 
you can't blame Freddie Kitchens for trying to get the job and them giving it to him. Like, that's not his fault. Right, right. <laughs> like, he was, yeah, exactly. He was he was put in a role he should not have been put in. But, yeah, good for him for so, being. So, like, if uh, someone was like, Gates, you are now the president of the FBI. Go now. Like, God. I wouldn't be like, oh, Gates really fucked up. I'd be like, who fucking told him to do that? Like, that person is fucked up. That would be amazing. President of the FBI. I think that's actually just the president. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Okay. I don't know. Um, all right. I mean, our whole defense, like, but this is the thing. Our defense is, looks on paper to be like the best defense we've had probably in our lifetime. They like basically Joe, like Joe Woods is going to have like 36 safeties just buzzing around right. three defensive linemen. And all this is conditional on us staying healthy, which, like, no team ever stays healthy, so who knows what will happen. But, yeah, you go into the air with what you have on paper. So, like, the 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 three-safety look he's going to do will kind of make the maybe, maybe lack of elite talent at linebacker. I think that will make that kind of irrelevant. Like, I don't really know who our line, starting linebackers are. I like Jacob Phillips last year. Honestly, Jacob Phillips might be starting, I feel like, next to Anthony Walker. Yeah, that, that would make sense to me. I don't know who the coverage guy in that situation is. I feel like it's not Anthony Walker, but maybe Jacob Phillips could do it. But but actually, probably the coverage guy would be like Grant Delpit, from what I understand. Um, I don't know anything about defensive football. We should get our uh, Atlanta Falcons-employed friend, Paul Rice, on this podcast <laughs> to tell us what like a three-technique means. Yeah, we'll talk nothing about actual football with him. Just ask him to. Although, did we lose our chance? Should we have gotten him when he was still in college? Is he allowed to speak to us now? Honestly, I don't know. Once they hear, because they'll hear that he went on our yeah. podcast. Yep. Yeah, it's like going on. Um, <laughs> and once they look into who we are, yeah, they're going to be like, like dude, what oh, are you? my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, I mean, we have a friend who works in the NFL is the point. Yeah, I, we don't want to brag, but we know one dude. We know um, one guy. I mean, the biggest, I don't want to brag too, but like Ronnie Harrison to me is just like such a good pickup from last year that I think we're going to reap the benefit of. The fact that Jacksonville just gave him away. Didn't make any sense. There was no reason for them to do it. It's also like, oh, okay, like, please, like, take, oh my God, uh, Joe Schobert. Yeah, please give Joe Schobert $50 million to just suck on your team for but yeah. also give us your Alabama <laughs> yeah. strong safety who is still on his rookie deal. Yeah, with like two more years on his rookie deal. I, I never understood that. But again, Andrew Barry just, just picking pockets over there. Incredible move. And Incredible. like, I mean, he did that. Well, no, I guess that was after Delpit got injured. But whatever. Fuck it. Great move. Um, Listen, Delpit and Greedy, like – are still very clearly like, show me you're healthy. Like, I hope you're healthy and I wish you nothing but the best. And I also think there's a really, I will say this too. It's a pretty shitty narrative for anybody in the media to kind of talk about a player. Like it's their, like it's like a personality defect for their injuries. It really kind of pisses me off sometimes. I, I think there's something to being injury prone, but you're right that it's talked about as though it's like a lack of, almost like a lack of effort sort of thing. It's like, oh, well, like even, even Terry Pluto, who I love. Um, yep. He kind of talks about Jadavion like, well, actually he's fair. I mean, he's just like, you know what the guy, he's, he's injured a lot or like Odell's injured a lot and it is just what it is. 
but yeah, a lot of times the the pundits kind of like go off on these guys, so they're just like, like try harder and you wouldn't get injured, buddy. Th- that is it. It's yeah. like if you would just be like better as a person, yeah, and right. as like an individual, yeah. at your at your craft, then you wouldn't get injured. Right. Like, no, if you were a you know tax lawyer, you wouldn't get injured. Yeah, yeah, like. <laughs> So like I like I could be like fuck you greedy Williams for having a nerve issue like no get better right it just kind of I hope yeah like that's not going to preclude us though from drafting a cornerback in the first round or at least in the second round that's a good uh uh what's the word pivot no transition transition good segue yes. segue is the word I'm looking for hey that's a good segue um I'm drinking whiskey, okay? Um, I'm drinking Yingling because I want you to love just drink the tears of Ben fucking Roethlisberger as Jadavian Clowney. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to say that. Yeah. You know what? You know you know where I was probably going with that, and I'm just going to move on. I think it was um, going to be, yeah, pretty vulgar or whatever, <laughs> whatever you were going to say. Okay, here's my question for you. Okay, if we – so the fantasy of getting like – superstars at every position like we need to let that go but if you could add a b b plus player to one position offense or defense right now in free agency if we had one more guy before the draft started where would you go what position great question i would have to go i would have to go i'd have to go cornerback me too because we both listen to cleveland browns daily i think that's the uh (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not just because I listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, which is um, honestly the best state propaganda in the game. And it's incredible how good those guys are. Listen, if that was – if they were doing to me what the Russians do with their news network, like I get it. Yeah. I, like I get it. Like sign me up. Case, I'm here for it. I feel that they're, I feel that they're relatively uh, – you know, they can't be totally objective. They literally work for the team like the – like. The GM walks by their recording booth all the time, so they can't be like, oh, fuck this move. But um, – they do a really good job, and they're quite entertaining. Really good camaraderie, those two. I Love hope that it, they're friends not... in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Gates. You should ask them because you've been on both their love and their scorn. That's you have a true. very love-hate relationship with that podcast. No, that's that true. Podcast. It's, uh, well, I have a hate love because now we're on love. I should uh... – <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, whatever. I'm not going to Oh, we just called them State TD, so now you're probably on hate again. Well, you um, called them that. I then tried to, to walk it back. That was Peter Moses, folks. I did, I did do some shit that, like, then you basically had to apologize. No, it's okay. I mean... I mean, what's the friendship if not that? You, you know? You're absolutely right. Okay. Anyway, back to the then question like, that they originally posed. Yeah. Because linebacker... It's honestly... It's like 1A is quarterback, cornerback... 1B is probably, like, another safety. Like, I just, like, it just feels like why not be accruing as many assets in the secondary? I'm not convinced that, like, a stud linebacker would make the difference in especially Joe Woods' scheme that, like, a, a competent anybody giving you, like, half, like, 40% of the snaps yeah. on, like, the secondary. I, I think, I think like, the value of a, a B, B-plus corner strongly outweighs the value of of even like an a plus linebacker obviously you'd rather have a pro bowl linebacker a pro bowl or every position quite frankly but um i think what we need is is yeah just another another corner just kind of like honestly like a terrence mitchell type of guy a guy who can just fill in and not be uh 
what was that poor guy's name? Was it Robert Jackson? Was that oh, the, yeah. yeah. Hey, and guess what? Robert Jackson won a playoff game against um, the Ben Roethlisberger. Sure uh, did. Uh, Steelers offense. Fucking. Also, like, <laughs> another thing, too, is, uh, you know, MJ Stewart's actually, MJ Ooh. Stewart and Robert Jackson both played good at the end of the year for, like, fifth and sixth ring. Yeah. Or, like, depth chart people. But, like, man, I just. Like we don't have to watch like and also like this wasn't like like listen we were number one defenders of shitting on Sendejo last year, but like he was playing out of position there was no one else there yeah. Harrison was hurt or he was kind of getting acclimated like if you just like we're we're all such victims of like like having like collective amnesia like this defense at an absolute minimum on paper even if half the team gets hurt should be a top 12 defense. Yeah, I would think so. I, I don't see any and reason. And this offense should be a top six offense. Specific numbers, which I like. I like that you didn't just go five and ten, because that's, that's cliche. You went, you went top six and top 12. It's good. But if if you're like the sixth best, off, six best offense and the 12th best defense... You I, could win the Super Bowl if you get hot. You could win the, the right fucking time. Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you could win the fucking Super Bowl, and also like they didn't have an off season last year with this offense. Odell is coming back. Nicholas Chubb is just it is the best. R- he's just the best person in the he's world. He's the best. He's just like yeah, best. he's how I want to raise my kids to be like Nick Chubb. <laughs> like I, we don't even just just shut the fuck up. <laughs> Stop making so noise. <laughs> Do the, do the things you're supposed to do, and and otherwise, please be quiet. Father of the year, Gates Merriman. <laughs> Daddy, I drew something. Be more yeah, like Nick Chubb and just, shut yeah, the yeah, fuck just... up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't blame you. Um, no. I, listen, I think we are. We don't even. We haven't even. We spent what twenty five minutes on this podcast. We haven't even talked about the offense, right? Watching our offense last year was the best Cleveland Browns experience I have ever had for a season. Here's what you need to know about how far our offense has progressed in almost any other year, certainly from 1999 to 2020, 2020, we would be talking about like, hey, Donovan Peoples-Jones, like he could really, he could really develop into the number one guy next year. And we would kind of more or less be planning our offense around like that unlikely development at this point we'll be like, like okay i like dpj Higgins is coming back yeah right <laughs> got Higgins. we got we got uh second year dpj got... and then uh mr carlson mr. got carlson. him coming back we got him Watch all. out for we him. Got him all new jokus in his fifth year hasn't done anything he had a couple nice catches at the end of the year i mean even the players who opted out on both lines last year and yeah, andrew billings, billings and drew and forbes, forbes yeah like those are nice little additions to our team on both sides. Drew Forbes got hurt in that final preseason game his rookie year, but like basically had won the right guard spot before yeah. he traded for Teller. Yeah, he was in the mix like big time. So who ended up playing before Teller started? Uh, I don't know. I blacked it out. Couldn't have um, been good. Yeah, that was a rough year. Not ideal. Um, yeah, I mean – we're just fucking tight. Like, I don't even know what to do with the draft. It's like, yeah, just get somebody sick. Yeah. Like, just get the sweetest fucking person and, like, also get a cornerback. 
Yeah, a corner in the first or second round would would probably be worthwhile. Or all the, or, all the mocks. I don't know. All the mocks have like a run on cornerbacks in like the middle rounds, like in like the middle teens or early twenties. Go up and get one. Yeah, that'd be like fine. who gives a shit? Like, like what do you think? Like seven rookies are making this team? Yeah, right. We don't no need fucking way. We don't need nine picks this year. So do something. It doesn't have to be dramatic. It'd be fun because the draft's in Cleveland. So you know, give the people something to cheer about when it's either going to be like seventy degrees and beautiful or maybe snowing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just can't wait for the crowd to be like, "We traded out of the first round." Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> Woo, we did it. All right, Barry. Man, they're they're gonna show that Cleveland Cliffs ship like a thousand times. It's right. The stage is right. Have you seen the stage? It looks good. It's big. It's it, it's it's pretty. It's, it's pretty. It's I will nice. be there. I you're, will be there. You're gonna be at on the ground at the draft. I will be not in the draft vicinity, but I will be on the ground <laughs> in Northeast Ohio. And I'll be in Toledo. <laughs> I'll be, I will be in Youngstown. <laughs> I will. Um, no, I'll be kind of mingling in the uh, the downtown area. That'll be um, great. Doing some, I think that's going to be a hoot. I'm, I'm excited. It'll be fun. I mean, this will be good. It'll be a nice uh, a nice showing for Cleveland. It'll also be, you know, one of the first kind of like major events. Not the first, but to have a, just a lot of people around. And it'll be, uh, it'll be nice. Good luck for Cleveland. Outside, baby. Yeah. That's the way I live my life now. Hey, man. Nothing wrong with that. All outside. Um have you been? Have you gotten? You gotten the poke? You gotten the shot, bro? Uh, unless you're forgetting, I'm a doctor. I'm a healthcare hero on the front lines, <laughs> taking shrapnel. Yeah, I got the I got the shot back in in January, and, and you have have gotten it. Got the second dose of the Pfizer last week. Fantastic. Yeah, man, it's yeah, out there. I'm a Pfizer baby now. Um, next week I'll be <laughs> Pfizer Lord. You've always loved Big Pharma, yep. and this is just another notch in your belt. <laughs> yep, I finally I'm going to get my Pfizer tattoo uh, <laughs> until I then have to take the shot again in November when I get the Moderna one, yep. and every uh, year hey, for the rest of my life. <laughs> you get one, catch them all is what I say. Why not? Yeah, Pokemon. Let's go. Um, all right. So that was a uh, ragtag overview of uh, free agency, but like you said, everybody knows this already. Um, we're just we're pretty excited here. I think actually I got to say the thing I'm looking forward to more than the draft is the uh, the schedule release. Can't wait to see what shakes out. Same. I really want to try to go to Browns at Packers because I'm in Chicago and not too far from pretty far from from Green Bay, but not too far. We should maybe in Cleveland or somewhere, but especially now that I'm on off the left coast, like I'm gonna try to get to some games this year. A hundred percent. I mean, if not now, when like this. Who knows how long this window is going to stay open? Maybe it's already totally. closed and we don't know it. Like maybe last year was it, but I don't think so. And uh, you want to see a game where this team is together. Everything about what's happening right now tells us we should be happy. And we're usually happy knowing that we can never actually be happy. Right. So it is like this very weird vibe where it's like we have to enjoy this. Yeah, normally have to. it's it's generally like, okay, obviously we're not going to be good, but let's just pretend and then you, you kind of have nothing to lose. Now it's it's a little bit scarier. Um, the thing to keep in mind is that like there's one thing I learned from having a bunch of asshole Patriots fans. It's that honestly the first like six games of the season next year don't really matter. So Don't matter. Not so, at all. Like, I mean, they mattered for us last year because like, we kind of had to like, we had to like believe in ourselves. Hold, yeah, and right, right. 
just see like our coaching stat, just see Kevin B. Yeah, gain amazing, a little momentum. You don't want to just exactly. But um, and it just meant so much because the stakes were so high. Um, but yeah, going forward, I I think we're gonna have to transition a little bit to to a less reactionary way of, of looking at the first. I don't know. Even the first half of the season. I mean, you need to say like a float, obviously, but then you you want to be just hitting the gas at the right time. That's literally exactly what happened to the Bucks this year. And here's uh, the key too. Yeah, is like um, remember we play a third place schedule. Yeah, strength of schedule. I can't year. believe we finished in third or eleven wins. Ridiculous. Um, but yeah, no, we play over under on the Steelers. Um, win total right now. If I give you eight and a half under, I well under. I want to believe under. I just don't. I don't see why they're any better than last year. And I just like I think Ben will be okay in spurts, but I just I don't think he's like a a guy who can get it done anymore. I hope like and their lines gonna be on Clowney. Their lines gonna suck. Right? They lost. Ha- they lost. They don't like have a left tackle. Another line. They don't have a center. They don't have a center. Yeah. Like, like they've been, their, their salary is bloated. Like, honestly, like Juju Smith going back there is like kind of fine for me. Yeah, absolutely. Fucking TikTok boy. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Hey, TikTok boy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. Their, their receivers all seem like just assholes like Claypool with his Browns getting clapped. These are the things we miss talking about. Um, sitting in like his, oh, yeah. his 14 year old gaming chair and like, oh, bro, you're getting clapped, so whatever. Oh, you guys are getting clapped, yeah. man. Actually, I schooled this guy on this one play when we were down by 36 yeah. points yeah. in the third quarter. Oh, look at this yeah, cool fifth streak. Look at this guy who was like packing groceries at Giant Eagle last he's week. He's the one that said, him. and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm not that far off the direct quote, is that working with Juju has been great. He's really helped me grow my brand, which is like, Go ahead, Steelers. That's 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 your Yikes. team now, boys. I love it. It's just wild that we did this whole podcast, which we're wrapping up right now. Yeah. But like, we didn't even talk about Odell Beckham fucking Jr. who's yeah. on our team. I think like, I mean, he's only what's he, like twenty eight years old. What a beautiful life we're living right now. <sighs> that's pretty good. Pretty not bad. Pretty good. All right, Gates. Well, uh, at this rate, I'll probably see you in September. I feel like yeah, yeah. I'll again. see you. Um, midway through the season we'll talk and get an update on the goings on all right man good stuff go browns go browns that's it